Welcome to Randall Parker's Film Club with me, Randall Parker. On today's podcast, I shall, once again, be talking into two films from the list of 1,001 greatest films of all time. Firstly, I'll be reviewing a film from 1974 called Chinatown, and that's another film directed by Roman Polanski. And then I'll be following that up with a film from 2012 called Polytechnic, made by a fella called Jack Villeneuve. But before we start the reviews, on the last episode I did give out my email address, and surprisingly enough we've had three. Now, I have printed them off, sort of feels more professional that way, doesn't it? And the first one is from a chap called Eric, and Eric lives in Carlisle. It goes, Dear Randall, enjoyed the podcast, keep up the good work. Cheers, Eric. Uh, I was wondering, how often do you go to the cinema? Best wishes, Eric. Well, Eric, I haven't been going as often as I'd like to at the moment, because I wear glasses, and you have to wear a face mask at our cinema. And it tends to make me glasses steam up and I miss half the action. Now, it's now to do with this Covid shot. It's something we've had to do at our local cinema for a couple of years now, uh, since they found asbestos in the roof, and you've got to put a mask on, otherwise you'll probably die. Uh, But in answer to your question, Eric, I do go as often as possible, just as long as there's something worth watching on. Now, next email, it's actually from someone I mentioned in the last podcast, which and that's uh, Mark Richards. He says, Hey, pedo Randall. I think he means pedo. My sister Donna says you mentioned me shitting myself at the fair back in 1981. You said everyone remembered where they were when it happens. Well, I do... uh, I was stood downwind from you and you smelt like an egg factory. When I get out, I'm going to kick your teeth in, you dick. Well, he goes on and on and on. Uh, but it turns out Mark is actually doing a 12-stretch at HMP Manchester for an armed robbery and an aggravated burglary he did back in 2012. Well, I do know for a fact that uh, you shouldn't have access to email there, uh, not since you made those threats to your ex-wife, Mark. Uh, and I've forwarded your email on to the Governor and I've been informed that uh, you'll be dealt with accordingly so that's probably going to count against your parole but thanks to his sister Donna for listening to the podcast always like Donna she'd show you a fanny for a bag of lemon bonbons mind you that was a while ago uh, just after her husband walked out on her and the kids Yeah, he used to call me pedo Parker at school and I didn't mind that too much because Sounded a bit like Peter Park, you know, Spider-Man. And he was the only one who used to call it me. And back in the day, pedo wasn't as a popular term as it is now. Uh, we used to call them child molesters and kiddie fiddlers. It was only after Jimmy Savile made it popular that he got a rebrand. Now, this uh, email came in just before I was about to start recording. And uh, they're a man or woman of mystery. They've called themselves the Dark Corridor. Ooh, sounds quite spooky, doesn't it? Now, The Dark Corridor says, Dear Randall, I've always thought that any new podcast on cinema was a wonderful thing. The world of cinema is such a large subject that any new light thrown onto it is a thing to be cherished. So imagine my surprise when I listen to your podcast. I never in all my years have heard such puerile attempts at reviews from a person who has no idea about cinema. I think it was Robert Ebert who said that cinema is perhaps the greatest form of art that mankind has ever invented, but you managed in one podcast to... Oh, fuck off! What a prick. Has he swallowed a dictionary or something? He's uh, so far up himself, he's in danger of disappearing. Let's have a look. Holy man. 
Listen, Mr. Dark Corridor, it's easy to knock someone who gives it a go, isn't it? If you think you can do any better, why don't you make your own podcast? Oh, he does. Well, Mr. Brown Corridor, everyone is allowed an opinion, even if it's wrong. Let's move on. Now, I'm going to give a shout-out to everyone at White and Bailey Fabrications. As you may know, if you listened last time, that's where I work. I was talking to Mr White and he told me I'm probably going to be on furlough for another month. Uh, I think I'm right in saying that in a staff of about 90 I'm still the only one. So we're doing quite well in navigating the current crisis. You know, when people ask me what I do there, I say as little as possible, you know, just as a joke, like. Now, I've worked there for about eight years and I'm sort of a utility player. I never stay in one department too long. You know, one week I'm in picking and the next I'm in packing. Uh, I'm too valuable to stay in one place, Mr White says. He's a lovely bloke, is Mr White. He's like the father I never had. Anyway, let's crack on with the first review. What was that? Did you hear that? Was that mum banging? Ah, no, I think it was just a car door. That's all right. Mum's in one of her moods. And I've done what I usually do when she goes off. I've handcuffed her to the parts in the airing cupboard. She likes it in there. Warm, dark, womb-like. Usually leave her in there for a good couple of hours. I mean, she's got a flask of Orlix and a bunch of Madonnas, so I shall keep her good for a few hours. So I thought I'd just crack on with this second episode of Film Club while she was in there. I wouldn't have minded, but I'd only had a poo. Mind you, it was one of my big ones. You know, the ones that won't flush. They're just physically too big to make it round the U-bend. Normally she just gets one of the wire coat hangers out and goes at it a bit like Vera Drake, you know. But she didn't today. She just sort of stood there staring at it, sobbing. And then she started shouting and flew at me and bit me. Yeah, bit me right under the left tit. She left a mark and everything. Tell you what, for a woman of 73, she's got one hell of a temper. Yeah, bit me she has. So that's why I put her in the airing cupboard. Cooling off, you know. I don't know why she's so angry. I mean, it's her fault technically, because she fed me the shepherd's pie. She's quite handy as me mum. I once saw her kill a fox with a bare hand. She sort of just picked it up and snapped it like a twig. She said it was coming for me and a maternal instinct kicked in. I can still hear all the kids who were visiting the wildlife centre crying. So I've had to deal with it. I've tied it up in an Asda bag and it's by the back door for the moment. Now our first film today is another one by Roman Polanski. But this time, unlike Knife in the Water, there aren't any subtitles and it is in colour. Now this film is about a private investigator and he's played by Jack Nicholas. And he seems to specialise in taking pictures of people who are shagging. Now it is set in the olden days. And this woman comes to Jack Nicholas's office and asks him to follow her husband and take pictures of them whilst he's shagging some woman. Which he does. And the pictures end up in the paper. And it turns out that the woman who asked him to take the pictures wasn't his wife. Then the husband ends up being dead. And then Jack Nicholas decides to investigate the death. Now, if I was our Jack, I would have decided to draw a line under it and go back to just taking pictures of people shagging. 
Now, I won't go into detail because I don't want to spoil it for you, but there is more to it than meets the eye. From what I could gather, most of it was about shagging. Now, for a film about shagging, you don't get to see much. I mean, there's not even a flash of knockers. Now, I did spend the first 20 minutes wondering where I'd seen Jack Nicholas before. Then I realised he used to be the Joker in the Batman films, you know, the Edward Scissorhands ones. Now, once I'd realised that, I could settle back down and enjoy the film. Which I did. I really enjoyed it. Clocking in at 131 minutes, you might need to pause it at some point for a piss. So bear that in mind. Try to squeeze one out in the first hour as a lot happens later on in the film. And you don't want to miss the bit where the main lady gets shot in the head. Oh, sorry. Fuck. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, my bad. Admittedly, it was a bit wordy in places and could have done with a few more car chases and shootouts. But don't let that put you off too much. Now, ratings-wise, it was a thoroughly enjoyable film, and I'd probably put it on a par with something like Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. A good, solid film, and highly enjoyable. And that's Chinatown Jack. See what I did there? having a quick scan through the Dark Corridor's Instagram. He's very good at Photoshop. He's made a picture of himself here with Ryan Gosling. He's a bit stuffing up himself. He's not smiling on a single one of these photos. I think he's just trying to look moody, but looks like he needs good crap. I bet he's never even seen Avengers Age of Ultron. Before we crack on with the reviews, I've got uh, one more email to read out, and it's from Mike, and he's from Rill. Mike says, Dear Randall, enjoyed your podcast. Thank you very much. What would be your ultimate film, and what would it be about? Who would be in it? Best wishes, Mike. Well, Mark, thank you for your kind email. Nice to know that The Dark Corridor is in the minority, and you've inspired me for a new segment in my show. Films that what I would like to see. Thanks to me, mate Ken, for making that for me. So, in this section of the podcast, I'll come up with an idea or two for some films that what I would like to see. So, my first idea is this one, The Passion Killer. A serial killer lives in New York, likes to kidnap his victims and get to know them before he kills them. Until one day, he kidnaps Julia, and she's a sassy lawyer, and he falls for her, and as time goes by, he feels less inclined to kill her. You'd probably want to cast your rom-com dream team here, a Sandra Bullock and Hugh Grant's. But you'd probably end up with Ryan Reynolds and Anna Kendrick. And she got a tiny mouth. Not your bag? What about this one? Die Hard Home Alone. As you can probably guess, it's a crossover film event, a bit like Avengers Assemble. Kevin McAllister is now working at the Nakatomi Corporation, and on the same day that his boss's ex-husband John McClane is visiting, the sticky slash wet bandits turn up with a load of baddies to wreak havoc and revenge on Kevin for having him banged up for the best part of 30 years. Kevin and John join forces and pick off the baddies one by one using guns, tins of paint and little toy cars. Obviously, all the original cast from both films would return for this. None of them seem to be doing much these days. I think we could get them in no problem. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're saying, how do they know where Kevin works? This is the clever bit, right? Buzz, Kevin's brother, 
Right, he's fallen into bad ways and he's ended up in the same prison as the sticky slash wet bandits and he sold Kevin down the river for a big packet of fags. Right, hope you enjoyed that. And obviously, if any film companies out there would like to pursue the idea further, it is available for sale. So just drop me an email at randallparker1971 at gmail.com. Now I'd just like to thank today's sponsor and that's Dealer Dave's 24-hour party supplies. Dave will supply all of your party needs any time of day. All you've got to do is text him with whatever you're after and he'll deliver them to your door within 20 minutes. He's written down a list of available goods here. They include beer, whiskey, vodka, weed, chisel, jessup jessup, monkey dust and horse. And he's currently got a batch of weapons grade skag. Not sure what that is but it's probably one of those trendy alco pops isn't it? Although he doesn't actually mention it here on the list, I presume he also drops off Sarnies, Candles, French Fancies, Walkers, Max, share bags, things like that. You can call Dave on 07745318489 any time of day or night, or alternatively, you can usually find Dealer Dave in his Black Ranger River behind the old Woolworths. Great stuff. Let's crack on. Our second film today is from 2009 and it is called Polytechnic and it's made by Jack Villeneuve. Now for those of you who don't know what a polytechnic is, in the olden days it was sort of like a university for people from council estates and this film set in one. Now I'm not sure how I feel about this film. Right, it's about some bloke who's had enough and decides to run around a polytechnic with a gun and shoot people. At first I thought, great! Lots of gun action. Good usage of the Ruger Mini 15 assault rifle, I thought. They'd got the sound of the gun down to a T. Although his aim could have been a bit better. Anyway, after watching it, I found out this was a true story. So that took the shine off it for me. Why recreate that? Why not just make a documentary? And don't frame the gunman in such a way that you start to feel sorry for him at the beginning of the film. Right, he sat, sat there eating his cereal all sad. Right, make him a baddie from the start. In the olden days, you could tell your baddies because he had a big twirly moustache, didn't he? Anyway, I never got the running around school and shooting people thingy. It seems to be an American thing, doesn't it? You know, like proms and drive-ins. There was this PE teacher at school, Mr Jones. He taught PE. He used to make me do PE me vest and pants. Even though I got me PE kit. Did I go around shooting the school up? No, I didn't. I'd just keep me gob shut, eat a four-pack of toffee crisps and watch Grange Hill. I sort of enjoyed it, but didn't, if you know what I mean. And that's why I've put it on a par with Mamma Mia. Here we go again. And that was Polytechnic. Once again, thank you for listening to Randall Parker's Film Club. Uh, if you want to email me with uh, suggestions or words of encouragement, that's randallparker1971 at gmail.com. And thank you to Mark Richards, who emailed in. It was lovely to catch up and enjoy the rest of your sentence up there in Manchester. And do you remember that time when you called the teacher mum? That was great, that was. To for a bit.